hello, hello, good evening, and welcome to a brand new episode with your boys, Ricky and Larry, right here on Any's Podcast. We appreciate you, thank you for listening, and we're going to try and trademark what Larry said last time, we appreciate your ear holes. I've got no credit for that, that is all Larry's genius. How do you feel about that, Larry? How do you feel about me using, we appreciate your ear holes? Well, I'll tell you what, it's the first time I've ever been called a genius, so that's always uh, that's always going to be a good mark, and I'll put that on the record, I'll uh, you know, take that off. It's Look, ear boy. holes, I'm here to help. Once we, get the, once we get the video out, it's going to be the eyeballs and ear holes, that's just the way it works. But That's what it's going to stay, by the way, it's not going uh, any further than that. It's not going to be those kind of videos. Hey, 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 we've got OnlyFans for that, all right, so go check that out. Yeah. Go <laughs> check <laughs> that out. No, no, there is no such thing. If you want to know what happens, you've got to pay for it. No, no, there's no such thing. He's lying. He's messing with you, y'all. The link is in the bio, so I don't know what's going. I don't know who's lying. Are we going with the lights? Anyway, Rick. Yes. um, Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Obviously, Uh, wherever you're listening from, by the way, because I know we host this on Podbean, but there's a lot of people on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and uh, Google Podcasts. So thank you. We appreciate you all and everywhere. Um, And shout out to the states, by the way. They seem to be our rapidly, our most rapidly growing market right now. Yes. Out to the shout out to the states, man. Shout out to but the you know states. what they say. We appreciate the love, though. We appreciate the love. Exactly. Once we break it into the states, by the way, that's it. We're famous, you know, right? That's Once you make works. it there, you make it everywhere, right? But we've got six listeners there. I'm already famous. We're already broken through. Like, that's I'm it. saying this to my wife as well. I said, like, we've got big listeners from the states, and she was like, and my sister-in-law was like, "What? You've got listeners from the states?" I was like, I "Told you. you know what they say. Once you make it in the states, you make it everywhere. Hey, making California, the American dream in the UK." California seems to be our biggest uh, market as well, by the way, which is shout out, shout which is incredible. Out. It's, it's just incredible. I want to go to LA. It. If you want to sponsor a visit to LA for us, then please, you know, we are. We'd love to come out. Yeah, we'd love to do this live. If you want to listen to this, we'd love to do this live. Yeah, we'll just get you know, just all of, all of you just jump. We'll get a car. We'll get a van. Everyone jumps in and we'll oh, do a live. Sounds podcast. amazing. Yeah, do a live podcast, live Q and A as well. Packed up anywhere, any spots, everywhere. Wow, wow. Right, marketing a genius. This guy's branding. Love no, it, like. No, we need to it. talk about some football. Um, no, we must say, by the way. Do we have this, to? Do we have to? Because <laughs> I know what preface, the topic is going to be. <laughs> let me preface Let me preface this episode by saying that um, we, we, are, we are recording this before the Arsenal-Oxford match, or Oxford-Arsenal match, if you're going to be pedantic. Uh, not you, listeners. So we don't know what's, what's going to happen by the, obviously, you know, we, I don't know how that match is going to end. For all I know, I'm sounding confident. For all I know, Arsenal could have lost this match. So, anyway, it all remains to be seen. But we are obviously here to talk about the blue side of London and uh, the struggles, the perils, the plight of Chelsea Football Club. And uh, our our financial... Uh, no, <laughs> our journalist in the field, Rick, please tell us and what's the going Chancellor on. of Exchequers please. for Chelsea Football Club. I was actually going to go the finance, financial, but I don't know why... So, journalist in the field, uh, Ricky. Yes. yes. Do I need to do the pause as well? Yes, Larry. Thank you. We're yes, live you from Stamford Bridge. Pause, Rick. <laughs> Rick, how are you doing? Nice. Thank you so much for me. <laughs> I love it. I love it, by the way. Bruce is here. It's, oh, whatever. Whichever way it is, it's I can't remember Bruce Almighty. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Back to you, fuckers. No, anyway. <laughs> but now, how am I feeling, man? It's. it's uh, I. T- Try to put it into words. Dejected, Disappointed. Dejected, deflated. 
all the above, words, all the above, words, all the words. Angry, words. deflated. You're right. Very you upset. Daft very for angry. Chelsea as well. No, 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 no. Oh, never no, feeling daft for supporting the team. Although somebody at work today said, "Why don't you just change? Don't support them anymore." I was like, "What do you mean change? You've never said that." To what do you like mean? And I was like, "How many kids have you got?" She was like, two. I was like, "Well, why don't you give up one of them?" She was like, "What do you mean?" Exactly. Change for another kid, see how that like goes. Yeah, go somewhere else and be like, fancy swapping. I'm sorry, but why would I want Tottenham's problems, for example? Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't need that. No, I'm joking so aside, no problems. I am, I am, I'm vexed after yesterday's game. It was very, very disappointed. The team sheet for me started from there. It was very much a team sheet with a defensive mind. It was a team sheet that was inviting pressure. It was a team sheet that you think he's going to play down the middle and not once did we attempt to play down the middle. Everything was going to the left and the right. Uh, two youngsters in there, Lewis, uh, Lewis Hall, played really well last time in the Carabao Cup when we beat by City. Uh, the young kid as well, Humphreys, who came on, uh, but not came on, sorry, started. Koulibaly can't defend, bro. Koulibaly is not up to scratch with this, with this, uh, with this Premier League pressure, high intensity game. I say Premier League, it was FA Cup, but it just means just the English game itself of like the amount of time you have on the ball is nothing comparison to what he had in Italy. Because you've got what you've got to be done is very quickly you've got a split decision, sorry, split second to make a decision. And uh, he just can't seem to think that fast. His brain can't think that quickly. Maybe he does. He just, I don't, he sometimes can't that quickly, he just, can't we can't do quickly. any of the above. And I don't mind all that. What I mean is like, just get rid of the ball. And, but even yesterday watching the game, it was just like half-hearted passes, just like passes that sometimes you think everybody's doing with their weaker foot. You know, there was no zip on the ball. There was no urgency on the pass. It was very, even when it was like three nailed down. And the thing that was the most disappointing, I didn't even know whether we were playing pressing or defending counter-attacking football. It was like, I literally had no idea what's going on. The players would attempt to press and then stop three yards off as if they're trying to block the pass. You know, like in basketball where you put your hands up trying to block the defender. If you think back at primary school, because we both went to the same primary, the teacher, shout out Mr. Atkinson, when we used to hold, yeah. Hey, G. Atkinson, if you listen to this, by the way. Get in touch, man. Get in touch. Get in touch with me in time, bro. In time. It's been bare long, bare long as, as the bear southern long. youth would say, bare long. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't, I can't be kicking it with Sorry, a kiss isn't that, isn't, that a, isn't that a line from Russia, bare long? No. I haven't, uh, <laughs> don't know. <laughs> Too long. So young, so young. <laughs> ah, Chris Tucker, I love a bit of Chris Tucker. But no, listen, like, honestly, the way it was, it was just like they were trying to defend without actually defending. It was more or less like, oh, let me close the passing lanes. But you can't close passing lanes because you're not. It's impossible to do that. Either you're pressing or you're holding back and then trying to attack on the final third or close down on the final third, ready to do a counter attack. We're, but talking, even about, on the we're counter- talking about a city team as well, by the way. Like you know, they're not. They're not. They're not pushovers. And look, they've no, they're counted, definitely not. And they've encountered got- all sorts of like you know playing styles in the time. And it, you're right. You're right. I mean, look. Full, full discretion. I didn't watch the match because I genuinely refuse to like do something repeatedly because I think that is the sign of insanity. So I'm not going to watch, <laughs> watch Chelsea lose and play poorly and then have the same conversation because you know I, I like to keep my you know my brain cells working fine for a, another decent match. So so I didn't watch it because in a way, I mean, we both knew that you were going to lose that. Like let's just be honest with ourselves. You you weren't going to win that match against City. Um, but yeah, there's, there's deep-rooted problems right now and they're showing and it's unfortunate that Graham Potter's the one who's dealing with it. You know what I mean? That, 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 that's, yeah, like, I, I don't I don't know what else to add in terms of, like, analytically I, no, I what you, to, no, to a Chelsea team. You know what I mean? I like, we've, saying, we've discussed everything, the problems that they're having 
And again, it just... I don't want to go back to it, but it feels like... I'll be honest. It is the end. It has to be the end. But I don't think it will be. I think the owners have got faith in him. I think unless it becomes a relegation battle, then it's not going to be the end. I don't think it's going to go that far. I don't think it's going to go that far. I don't know why... He should... should have stopped. It should have already. Today's news should have been so and so has got sacked. Mr. Potter has left by mutual consent. We wish him all the very best for everything he is. You know, that usual bureaucratic. Yeah. <laughs> but that usual bureaucratic BS that you hear all the time from them of like, oh, we want to thank you. You've done amazing for this. Even when he hasn't. The thing is, what he's done is that he's gone into Chelsea when they were fifth and we're currently 10th. We were five points away from Arsenal. Now I think we're like 19, 20. Yeah, it's a, it's a long way away for sure. I mean, not, not and, just uh, from... And listen, from I, like don't want to go back, well, you know? I don't want to go back to what Tuchel achieved and the whole law holding on to past glory and Champions League and stuff. I don't want to sound like Liverpool and Man U and Arsenal fans, you know? What I'm trying to get at is Mr. Mr. Tuchel, <laughs> TT, won the Champions League with more or less that team. With Aspilicuetas, with Reese James's, with so and so's, and and so on and so forth. Yeah, he won the Champions League in yeah, 2021. Yeah, yeah. Now Graham Potter, this amazing manager, and I'm I'm not downplaying what he's achieved at Brighton. Yeah, he has achieved amazing things. What he's done for Brighton. Yeah, that's However, what we're talking about though. So that's Chelsea's a different that, yeah. kettle of fish, man. Yeah. Chelsea's an ocean. Brighton may have been a pond or a lake. Chelsea's the Pacific. Do you know what I mean? mean it's, it's, okay, like, maybe, uh, you know, it's, to me, it is. Uh, it's kind of like the Mediterranean Sea. Mediterranean, the, you know. Adriatic. <laughs> yeah, just that landlocked, you know, sort of uh, sea. Really, it's not. It doesn't really flow into an ocean. That's more the reality. And who says we talk just about sports here? Hey. We're giving you, we're giving you the we names. Are educated people. Edu- okay? We are educated people. Please do not get. offend me like this. No, so but listen, as you, as you are with what you were saying with the thing. No, as I was saying with it, like with the thing and the thing is uh, for me, what he has to keep doing is obviously he says he will need to keep improving and keep improving, but it's been so many games now and he's coming out with we need to keep. What is it specifically that we need to improve on? We are not pressing. Like, what is our identity? Do you remember with Arsenal, for example, everybody said he can't do this, he shouldn't do this, but you had some form of identity trying to play possession football, which was Arsenal's identity since Wenger, keep the ball, pass, pass, pass. Hence why sometimes you've heard those phrases, what are they trying to do? Pass it into the goal, somebody needs to shoot, etc. I'm sure as a fan you would have been frustrated. As an outsider looking in, you're like, well, get in. Please make 600 passes with zero goals. Yeah, no keep one, doing no that. Shit. Keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Keep doing that. Whereas for Chelsea, like you know, we need to be a bit more direct. We're very much trying to be possession football. We don't have the players for possession football. We're very slow in possession against a team like Man City, where we were getting pressed and they were winning four 0 and they still had the desire to try and get ex- more goals. It was just embarrassing. It was literally embarrassing. Now, you can't blame Graham Potter for Kai Havertz trying to play volleyball in the box, yeah? Jumping with his arms like that. I don't know if you've seen the highlight. It was a penalty. You can't blame him for that. The free kick going in, slight deflection, it's unlucky. But what you can blame him for is simply the way he sets the team up and how motivated are this team to do well for Graham Potter. Are they playing for him or are they not playing for him is the first question I want to ask anyone. And the second question is, is he motivating this team to be physically aggressive within the rules of the game? I'm not talking about go out there and do a Roy Keane on Haaland and kind of absolutely ruin his career there and there or De Jong to Javi Alonso in the 2010 World Cup, kick him in the chest like a full-on karate kick. Yeah, I'm talking about good, match the other team of yeah, no, match the other team in terms of physicality. Don't get so easily pushed off the ball. Havertz was playing. It was like as if he was a wet paper bag. People were just like a little nudge and he if that's the case, learn how to dive, bro. Like, don't give up that easy without winning a free kick or something, yeah? You can't try to be strong and then you get pushed over, you get nothing because the referee's like, 
and he wasn't a fault. To be honest with you, not one point did I think Chelsea were going to give Man City a run for their money, look dangerous. Bro, we had no shots on target until the 70th or so minute. Yeah, that, that, no, no, sorry, not on target. That. Sorry, let me rephrase that. No shots at goal. Not on target, at goal, at goal. since Oof. the 70th or so minute. Oof. It, and that, that, that's a harsh reality, I'll be honest with you, right? That's not something that you want to you wanna hear from, from any fan of any team, really. Obviously, I know we joke about it and stuff like that, but yeah, that, that's they're so far off the pace that... I mean, even if you maybe even if you change the manager, like I don't know how how well that's going to affect the team. You know, like does it start all over again? Does it start from the beginning again? You know, Potter's gone. Okay, fair enough. But then you get a new manager. Then okay, you may win the first couple of games. New manager balance that type of stuff. Yeah. But again, how how sustainable is it? Like because the next appointment, if after Potter, right? The next appointment under Todd Bowley needs to be the Bang appointment needs to be, needs to be the appointment yeah. like you can't yeah. mess around with that the guy who needs to come in and needs to get rid of every single play that you do not need from that team Jorginho needs to go Koulibaly needs to he go will. I'm sorry think, right yeah. Aubameyang no, no, needs to go he, Aubameyang needs to go yeah Ziyech I mean yeah he Ziyech needs to go good, as well he, he did, good he did not have a good. he did not have a good games for Morocco if you analyse every no, game that Ziyech had against the top opposition Ziyech had average games that got made to look very good by Amrabat he, and exactly. I even, the, the thing is with Ziyech I wouldn't even put him in my favourite Moroccan uh, Moroccan players no, from that world no, not same, that standard. Same, same. I'm just saying like he needs to he needs to obviously go Sterling don't know why he was bought is it a good idea to keep him I don't know like he, need, he needs to go and look the there's a lot of players that we, as we discussed in the previous part as well, that have done decent, yeah. like Thiago Silva. You can't really justify letting him go right now because he's your best defender. Um, he the, may not be the best of his, of you know, of himself, but he is your best defender right now. Like yeah, someone who's actually working. Thing is, I agree with you, and there's a lot of deadwood. Like in terms of Jorginho and uh, the rest, Aubameyang needs to leave. Aubameyang was yeah. bought for Tuchel. Let's to say go, Tuchel yeah. wanted him, and then they said Tuchel he needs to go for yeah, his own career. Right. He won't go. He'll want to stay there and collect his three hundred grand a week. He'll stay because obviously, where else are you going to say I'm making three hundred thousand a week playing for Chelsea Football Club? He'll be a bragging rights at the same time. But at the minute, it's not a bragging yeah, rights. It's just simply he's holding bragging. on. He's got nothing to brag about. Yeah, he's got nothing to brag about. Uh, Jorginho, obviously, yes, we're very grateful for his service. He won't. He's well decorated. Yeah, Premier it's... League, champ- not Premier League. Sorry, Champions League, Europa, Europe, uh, Europa League with Italy, Club World Cup, and all that stuff with Chelsea. But it's the way the game is evolving so quickly that Jorginho cannot keep pace up in the Premier League against the top teams. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. If Jorginho is playing against, no disrespect to, I don't know. Like I can't. There is no easy games. I'm trying no, to say no disrespect, there but there's there literally zero. Everton, easy maybe games. Everton, maybe Everton. Can... Yeah, but even against Everton, first game of the season, they were all over us. We were looking yeah. to win one yeah. nil. Yeah. And that was Jorginho in the middle. And again, the Messiah, Thomas Tuchel at the, at the realm before anybody says, oh, Enrique, Thomas Tuchel didn't do that. No, he didn't do that well. Of course he didn't. But that was the first game of the season and trying yeah. to get the team together. And his he, players like he Jorginho. Knew the idea, he had the idea of the team the way that he wanted it to be. And again, it just wasn't given that chance to sort of cement more of a legacy of the Chelsea team. Because, yeah, we, 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 we've said this until we're literally, like I'm tired of saying it, but I'm going to say it for the last time that he was unjust, yeah, on. How was the word that was? sacked, unjustified, unjustified, unjustly, unjustly, unjustly sacked. That's the word I'm looking for, right? And and unfortunately, unfortunately, you're paying the price for that now. Like the whole team's paying the price. The whole. Yeah, it's just, the fans, yeah. the fans, are, the fans are not enjoying the football. And that's not about enjoying you the can't. football. We're not enjoying the effort of the team. 
Listen, I've got no problem Arsenal beating us 1-0, 2-1, 3-1 at home. I've got no problem with going to City and getting slapped 4-1. Okay, I've got a problem with 4-0, but maybe a 3-1 or something. Yeah, it's a bit of a problem. But what I have, my biggest problem is no desire from those players. Or there is desire, but they just come across like there is a lack of desire. Mason Mount, I'm a huge fan of it. Like, I stick up for him loads of times on this pod. You, the listeners, everybody would know that. I think very highly of Mason Mount. I think he's very versatile, very skillful, great player. Kai Havertz, I think the same. I gave him a great comparison to Meza Ozil when he was in his prime at Madrid and that first year he came to Arsenal. Calm on the ball, great first touch, really good footballer, smart footballer, movement. But now this year, I don't know whether it's he's asking them to play a certain way but honestly, like there is no identity. I go back to it. What, what was the game plan yesterday? Are we pressing City and trying to win the ball high up? Or are we defending with with numbers and trying to hit on the counter? Now, if we're trying to do a hit on the counter, who was our quick players going up against Carl Walker? Who? Nobody, yeah? yeah? Right. There's the first one, no one there. That's it. That's the it. second one, then, okay, we're trying to press them and trying to be, uh, trying to be uh, in their face from minute one. How can you press somebody and then still stay three yards away from the player with the ball? Like, what are you trying no, to do? Trying to cut the passing lanes. You can't play football against Man City by cutting the passing lanes. It's like, same as I've always said about Man City and Liverpool. They're all great teams and they play really attractive football and very fast-paced football. But if you get in their face very early on, play the game that they play against you, you give them, it's very difficult for them to try and pick that amazing pass because it's only you can only pick a pass with time. If you can keep their head down, that pass is either going back to the keeper or back to the centre-back if you're trying to Alexander Arnold, for example, regardless of, of how good he is. Just a bit of that extra pressure in it that, that makes a difference in the yeah, team. And, and you're just right, run. You're, just it's, determination it's flopping, to get there. It's the flopping and the, the lack of effort that, that, that's been that's been shown, clearly shown from Chelsea you know, in the last few games. And again, I think there was, a, I think in the group, there was a nice little meme that came out. Uh, 007, the cold part of 007. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Was that zero uh, shots on target? Was it zero wins in zero? Let's 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 just let's, put let's, it let's, out let's, there. Just put it out there because well, that's why I put on the chat. I was like, you guys trying to make me cry. Yeah, it's it's. So this is zero uh, goals against City, zero wins in 2023, and seven losses in the last ten games. Just listen to that one for Chelsea, right? Just Chelsea. Don't focus on Potter in this year. Just Chelsea yeah. as a historic, historic, modern history. Let's focus on that alone. Since 2009. Onwards, yeah? Playing a bit fast and loose with that as well, but okay. No, but like I'm even thinking in the previous part, like we, we did win games, we won FA Cups in the 90s. Yeah, no, of course, and so of course. So on. Do you know 90s, what I mean? We, we weren't, we weren't a turnover these, club, these. we weren't a turnover club, and I know we became amazing when Abramovich's money came in, but at the same time, we didn't have the fan base or the attracting of sponsors until no, we needed no. Abramovich, and Not then yet. kind of that global outreach happened, and huge in Asia and the US and so on and so forth. But like just for a Chelsea football club and the way since you've grown up watching Chelsea. And compete against your Arsenal team and so on. Did you ever think Chelsea would lose seven in ten? No, I think uh, it's it's embarrassing, really. Um, it, it, it just is. I think that's yeah. probably the only word that I can use because he's got. And there's no reason. There's no reason. Like again, we're talking. All right, we've said this before. Eleven players, ten players injured. Blah blah blah. But like again, the rest of your players, they're not exactly just you know chocolate bars, mate. Like no, exactly. They they're not exactly youngsters neither. Yeah, yeah. The professional exactly. footballers and the starting eleven. That's it. The professional footballers. Your effort should be in that game or subsequent games from from here on out, but that's the problem. Like you know, that, this is where the coach comes in. It's, just, it's clear that he's not motivating the players enough, and and that's only going to be seen on the pitch. The effects, the you know, the sort of the bad effects of that is going to be seen on the pitch, and as it has been four 0 against City, it's embarrassing. I'm not look. You lose. You lost again. You lost against City, a better team, standard, but four 0 
you know, again, they're treating Chelsea as if they're like Sacred Heart or something like that, you know, secondary school. <laughs> so it, it's, yeah, it's, it's embarrassing really. And something needs to be done. And obviously for me, as or for any other sort of top six, top seven fans out there, long may it continue. But yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah obviously we're, we're discussing football here like normally. And yeah, you don't want to see that happen with any, any team really at this sort of level, at, you know, the level that Chelsea are at. Because again, it's not like they lost money. It's not like they're going through financial troubles. It's not like all the players we're spending. Out. We're spending a lot of money. We spent on. 330 million this season alone for players in comparison to Arsenal's 100 and something million that we spent at the beginning of yeah, the season. Yeah, yeah, 344 million to 132. It's, it's, wow, it's mind boggling. Listen, you could, you could argue with that, like trying to see the positive things and be like, oh, do you know what? He's possibly building for the future. Yeah, yeah, that's apart fine. Apart from fine. a couple of players, majority are youngsters and so on, and you think, okay, that's brilliant, that's fine. And we've talked about this in the past as well. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it was literally two, seasons, yeah, two episodes ago. That's all two was, episodes yeah. ago. But at the same time, then you've got to think about the deadwood that we have. Like the, I say deadwood. I'm sorry. I changed the word because, to be fair, they've been very good for Chelsea. Jorginho's in the past. Okay, I've had my things about game one or yeah, game, we're talking game one here or there. But, talking presently. We're not yeah, talking exactly. about like, Currently, he's not ago. doing anything. Exactly. So, But I'll give him his respects in terms of that. But just take another focus on the lineup yesterday, right? So he started with a 4-3-3, more or less is what he was going for. And he's, and he's trying to introduce, I think, this idea of like a bit like Guardiola does in terms of you're in a certain position when you don't have the ball and then you're in a different position with the ball so trying to kind of put more numbers forward but it just doesn't seem to get executed right it just does not seem to make the passes there's players between the lines not getting picked out because the ball the Jorginho or Chalobah yesterday Koulibaly just more or less wanted to play left and right now if I go through the lineup here listen to this and tell me does it deserve to get beat 4-0 or what kind of like thing you get from it straight away, what kind of feeling you get. So as a Chelsea fan from this, I don't want to influence your thoughts to anybody here, but for me it was like they're just inviting pressure. They're going to invite a lot of pressure, but then what are they going to do? Because the mount is not that quick. Ha- ZH is not that quick. And Havertz is quick. He looks slow, but he's pretty quick. But on his own, he can't do it. So listen to the team. Aspilicueta, Ariza Balaga, Chalaba, Humphreys, new kid, Kulabali, Hall, young kid. Yeah. Humphreys, I mean, young kid. Back four away to City. Yeah. In the meantime, you've got Aspiliqueta, Thiago Silva, Cucurella sitting on the bench. Yeah. We got beat one nil by City. Now in the league, we're more or less out of the top uh, top four. We're tenth in the league, five points behind, ten points behind. Should I say? Yeah. Yeah, so ideally you would think, here we go, they're going to do possibly a decent cup run. Give the fans something to cheer about. Give the fa- Win this game away to City. Listen, trust in me, trust in this team. I don't want to use Arteta's words here, but trust the process kind of thing. And you'll be like, you know, because from winning breeds confidence. From winning, you gain yeah. the confidence yeah. and then you can carry that onto the next match and the next match and so on and so forth. Before you know, it's a domino effect and you're winning six games on the bounce. We wish we could, but anyway. It's not the a next to midfield... Like- yeah, sorry. sorry just, quick just down that, the midfield. Just, just that lineup. Yeah, just that back four. By the way, I, I can't help but think. Yeah, and especially with the players that you that he's got on the bench, and the fact that obviously he's clearly not challenging for the title in the Premier League. You know, maybe Champions League. You can even argue that he may do something, but. Is he? I don't know. He may, you never know. He may, may surprise by the end of the season. Maybe in the Champions, Champions League. League. You're right. You never know. know. Reese James is going to be back. A couple of players will be back. Aspil, uh, what's his name? Angolo Kante could be back. You're that's right. Hope, but let's hope we can last until then before you know the team that's, actually implodes. That was literally going to be my spot, next spot, words. You know? They were going to be my next words. Is let's see what he can do there. We've got Fulham on Thursday night. A way to Fulham. 
Then we've got Crystal Palace at the weekend. Fulham should be a it's challenge. Got to be well, a to tough be time. It is a massive challenge. Fulham are in front yeah. of us, and they're playing really good football. Mitrovic really is an absolute ball. monster at the top. William is playing well for Fulham. A lot of those footballers, Silver has got those guys playing really, really yeah. good football. And then obviously the other it's one is a, that's a London derby as well. West yes, London, London derby, yeah, Fulham versus. Versus, uh, would you call so it? Yeah. Something like that. It's so going to be ridiculous because yeah. then we've got way to Crystal Palace and another London derby. So it yeah. just becomes more for bragging rights. And I think teams at the minute have discovered how to play against Chelsea. Just be physical and in their face, make them that's pass, it. pass the ball it. backwards, and there's nothing. They you don't have it. It's, it's that leaders. This is another thing I wanted to tell, touch on about it. There is zero leaders on this pitch to kind of grab somebody and be like, "Oi, listen, don't be trying that again. Pass the ball. Have some balls." Don't worry about it. Do you know what I mean? Something, just something to motivate the I team. Can't there is nothing. The midfield is literally one name made on by there. Gallagher, Jorginho and Kovacic. Yeah. Kovacic I can't see one name on there that could actually you know, challenge to be a captain. Or zero, 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 zero names. And zero Gallagher, names. He's, not, he's not Chelsea material. He, he's one either should go on loan or get sold back to Crystal Palace. Gallagher, like Gallagher got, I think Thomas Tuchel got pressured into keeping Gallagher by yeah, the media by, and then obviously by the fans. He had a good season at uh, Crystal Palace. He's very good. But listen, if he had an amazing season at Crystal Palace, everybody would have been enough for him. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And they're one amazing season or one good season does not merit a starting lineup in a Chelsea team who are trying to fight for the title. Not yeah. Champions League places like Chelsea Football Club need to be fighting for the title. For the title, yeah. Season in, season out. But like, sorry, every season. Your, your midfield, yeah, there's no one there who can take the charge of him. Jorginho's not going to take charge of shit. Jorginho's uh, the captain, but he does nothing. That's what I'm saying. I've never seen Jorginho actually take anyone aside and be like, look, I need you to do this. Aspi is probably your best bet to actually do yeah, that. Yeah, As- Aspi is the captain originally. He doesn't even care anymore. I think yeah, it's got to the point coming to the end of his career. You know, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors with these uh, older players and the way Todd Ball is going. Maybe he doesn't favour the older players, given all the youngsters are such ridiculous contracts. Someone like an Aspilicueta could be a coach, could be a decent coach. Like somebody just to have around the ground. That's what I love about Thiago Silva. Like so, I said, give Thiago Silva another contract just simply to have him around the ground. To have him around one year. 18 months something and be like you know what well, player backroom, coach backroom, backroom yeah, exactly, staff yeah. something right. just to be there to can share your experience and say, share your vast knowledge of the game because he's played for some of the top clubs in the world okay yes. Gar- AC Milan and then obviously went to PSG and Farmers whatever but uh, he's you know he played no, big, big against teams, some top the players teams. the thing is we don't look at those teams in the context of the league you look at those teams in the context of how they run and those are big clubs they've got their Massive own politics clubs. you know they've got their own politics so yeah, I mean, and then obviously your front, your front three, Ziyech, Havertz, and Mount. Come on, be serious. Be you serious. can't. You can, I, I can't even. Serious. I can't even look at you in the eye and say that's a good team. I can't do it. Oh, I can't exactly. do it. And this is why I put on Just the chart there, like when as soon as the City team, in comparison to the Man City team with Walker, Akanji, Laporte, Gomez, will say youngster. Okay, keeper wasn't a young guy in the midfield. Bernardo Silva, Rodri, Foden, up front, Mares, Alvarez, World Cup winner, and Palmer, young kid. Okay, so he, on that match he's there, he's played two youngsters like Chelsea have. But then if you look at the other guys, yeah, it's just, just Akanji's not set foot wrong. Carl Walker's Carl Walker. But I should say Rodri's that Akanji hasn't, been, the hasn't been exactly the most solid defender since they got him. He's had a couple of spills. But he's had a couple, he's, but he's recently he's keen to like squash it, it all yeah. out. Yeah, he's good enough Guardiola, to keep that, to keep that uh, defence in shape, basically. And he's to be fair, well. Rodri doesn't let him get exposed. Rodri's so good at that role, he does not let That's him true. get exposed. Now, this is the role that Jorginho's trying to play. That you can't play that. He doesn't have the strength for it. He doesn't have the strength. He's got exactly. And the thing is, against City, 
yeah, you yeah, need to yeah, shut yeah. down Rodri. You need to shut down Rodri to make it to the defense. And yeah, if you pressure you've got Rodri, to shut down Rodri, if you pressure him, he will he will fall. However, if you Absolutely. don't pressure him and you don't get near him, he's, he's got time, time on the ball. ball. Very much all, like a Busquets. Busquets yeah, exactly. for Barca, early, exactly. early days Busquets. And you remember Busquets, where every time he got pressured and you know, sort of someone pushed him, you know he was going to get a yellow card because he was going to fight back. Because that's, yeah. that's the player yeah. that he was. So that's all you need to do. But again, if you don't have that captaincy brain in the in the, yeah. in the team, no, no one's, one's going to think of that. Yeah, no one's going to say, look, I need you, you're on the right wing, I need you to go attack this guy, just push him over, push him a lot. Whatever it is, two, three times, guys will be like, oh, she's pushing me. Now, the question in. I want to ask you, bro, as a non Chelsea fan, uh, yeah. do you think this leadership sometimes needs to start from the manager? Does Do you think the leadership needs to come from the manager? I know what people talk about, well, the players are on the pitch and they've got to take some responsibility. Listen, I'm all for that. But we don't know what tactics Graham Potter is giving this team. Because I go back to, no, we're not pressing, we're not holding back and trying to hit counter attack. When we're doing neither all. We're kind of in the middle of both. What are we doing? And then we're just getting uh, passed around. At so this point, do you think this, the leadership on the pitch has to come from the manager? That's where that's where it starts from, yeah. I mean, just a quick quick thing on that. Um, obviously, Arteta's been getting a lot of flack for, you know, for sort of being over-animated on the touchline and shit like that. I have no problem with it because I love it. it shows to me that that guy is interested in every single second of that match and he wants that team to do exactly what he's telling them because he can see that match. He's a manager, he's a coach that can see the match from the outside. Same as Guardiola, same as uh, Jurgen Klopp as well, same as Tuchel used to do. He used to get a bit pissed off. Do you know what I mean? When he used to do all so. this stuff, and it's like, so, you know. Yeah. So he, he had actions, whereas part of the, he, I, haven't, I haven't seen him sort of express one bit of emotion, one bit of feeling towards this. He, why is he not on the touchline? You're going to argue he's just a coach. All right, well, then that's the problem. Why was he just hired as a coach? Why not bring him in as a manager and then give him that power so he can feel like he's got the power to, yeah, to yeah, empower the other players? Man. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's what it feels I agree. Like. I, I'm I thinking that, you know, it is going to be the manager, uh, the leading role starts from the manager and that's where that's where it comes from. If there's nothing from him, just like your manager at work. If you've seen your manager not caring at work, you're going to be thinking, you're not why am I caring? You're going to Why take it easy. Yeah, exactly. You're going to start slacking as well. At the end so, of the day, most of these guys don't support Chelsea. They're there to, as to a job to get money. Yeah. They look, maybe love the London lifestyle like for the more for the. They still need a bit of motivation place. from the but coach. A little it, something. That's what you need. You don't need. You don't need to just be like, oh, you're a professional footballer. Motivate yourself. Sometimes you need something, yeah. even a kick in the backside, or maybe a bit of fear. Or I don't want the manager to shout. Or I don't want the manager to single me out. And I just, I just, yeah, I'm struggling to find answers of what Graham Potter's going to do with Chelsea and what is he trying to do with Chelsea. Yeah. I go back to, as I said at the beginning, he was fifth when he took over. By all means, he wasn't all glory with Thomas Tuchel, but fifth is not bad. You know, like fifth is, is decent in comparison to where we are. Don't get me wrong, even with Tuchel, we're like, come on, what's he, get, what's he doing here? What's going on here? But we trusted him, you know, like we liked his ideas. We liked the way yeah. he came across to it's the, the trust. media. It's the trust you that you guys have, that have for him, you know? That's, well, that's, that's the that thing, that's the difference. Because he was a winner. He was he won with Chelsea. You know? I mean, if he didn't win with Chelsea, it'd be the same thing as for everybody. Like all managers, if you don't know you're winning, then you don't. it's difficult to see the process like Arteta would talk. Because Arteta was close to being sacked, wasn't he? Very close. Very, very you close. Missed out, you missed times. out on that uh, on Champions League last year. And I'm yeah. sure everybody was like, 
how are we going to wait to Newcastle and got lost, get rid of him, what's going to happen next year? You held on and it happened. Now, that doesn't necessarily, that's not going to translate for everybody to be like, hold on, look at what Arsenal did with that. No, 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 no. He'll be amazing. I get it. It's a different thing. Sometimes, like, you know, most teams like, uh, like, certain, like, uh, owners like Todd Bowley just seem like, you know, they've got a bit of a happy trigger finger, to be honest. You know, they just do it like, oh, yeah, I don't need him to see a Not thinking about, like, wait a second, that's the guy I actually need because if he goes to a rival team and they start winning, like Klopp leaves tomorrow, for example, they, they bring Tuchel in. Are you telling me Liverpool are going to suffer? No, yeah. they're not going to suffer. They've got a manager who's got great experience. They've got great players who just need a little bit of a kick up the ass. That's it, done. I'm yeah, just, yeah, no, I'm just saying, I know it sounds totally easier said yeah, than I done. That's what it, I know, I know, but it realistically, when you look at that pedigree of manager, you think, yeah, yeah. more than, more likely to succeed than of a manager course. coming from mid-table because the media hyped him up. From a Brighton, and again, they hyped him up at a Brighton team. It's like, if he did it at Barcelona, Real Madrid, or Inter Milan, or AC, fine, yeah, great, brilliant. Okay, I'll still take that with a pinch of salt, different league. But yeah. he, he came yeah. from the same league, from a lower team. That does not make sense. No, How does that make sense? Totally agree. Totally yeah. agree. And this is the thing it that can go back still. to it. He's literally turned Chelsea into Brighton. Yeah, it baffles, it baffles me still. And Brighton are becoming a Chelsea now. You know what I mean? The Serbi's brilliant. Do you know what? Take Potter back. Bring the Serbi in. He's, at least he's got an idea. Yeah. At least he's got an idea of what's going on. And, Listen, and, I don't want to sound like most of these fans, but I'd do anything in order to get the fans back in the to get the fans back on the side and to support the team and to be happy again and excited for matches. And what the players need is a kick up the ass yeah. is to bring TT back. And I don't want to sound like just because those fans said it in Manchester and singing, I'm not jumping on that bandwagon. No, but you, you, you as listeners you know how excited, how I feel about Thomas Tuchel. And, I, and one thing that Thomas Tuchel said and followed through with, he said, I am here. I'm very grateful. And this is what I liked about him. He was a very grounded, very honourable man. He said, I'm grateful for what Frank Lampard has done in the Champions League because he did the first stages. We just simply yeah. finished the job and won just the league. Job, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That was good. First, first thing that kind of ticked the box. Good manager, top guy, top guy, top manager. Don't get me wrong; he did have some personal things, and they did start affect the pit on the pitch. But that's normal, you know. Like the wife that you've rumor was he split up with his wife or divorced, and it's normal. That's going to have a little bit of effect. Okay. How many footballers still, or footballing world players have actually you know split with their wives in crazy exactly. years? Not done any. Exactly. So this is the thing, and but. For me, is to bring him back is because I'm going back to the thing I was just about to say was what he said and what I really like is we're here. I'm here. To, or no, we are going to build a team that that nobody wants to play against, and that was yeah. evident. Nobody wanted to play against Chelsea. Guardiola overthought we, it. Listen, yeah. in the Champions League final, we played him in the FA Cup. We beat them. We played them elsewhere. We beat them. Played him in the Champions League final. We beat them. Now, Man City had a better team for the Champions League final. Guardiola overthought it. What made him overthink? Simply Thomas Tuchel and the fear of, like, what's Tuchel going to do? What's this going to happen? Maybe not, but more or less you would point to that side. We played against other teams. I can see that, yeah. And, you know what I mean? We were solid in all aspects, apart from up front. We thought Lukaku's the answer. Lukaku was turned to be the answer short term. He did the interview. All bridges burned. Then that's when Lukaku obviously went downhill, and I'm glad he's gone back to Inter. Don't want to see him in a Chelsea kit anywhere and I hope he absolutely does has a stinker of a career for the rest of it because there was no need for him to do that interview no no definitely not and look obviously we don't want to rehash old stories no, that no, have already no, been no, and gone course, but, but yeah, so look, he's got to come back bring him back for the fans that's bring fair. him that's back fair. to see the energy at the bridge bring him back to I see totally the energy agree with you the players I totally agree and with you there is no shame in him bringing him back listen it takes no, a big man to be like I'm wrong I, I sacked him I thought I was going down a different direction he seemed like a very young manager Graham Potter fantastic maybe in 10 years time he will be no I don't want to say worthy but he'll not worthy of the job but like sort of 
handle the pressure. You know, he won't yeah. be out of his depth with he such a big club. Handle that. We've, That's this, it. This is the, this is the main Don't downfall that was that. always going to be for for Graham Potter. It's the fact that he, there's so many players there, big egos. He's not ready for it. And and again, it doesn't matter how much he shouts at them. At the end of the day, they're going to be like. <laughs> Who are you? No, it's like, I don't have to play. Two games, I don't have to play. Team's going to do shit. You're going to get blamed. See you later. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's it. No one's going to let go, like you said before, no one's going to let go of 22 players. Manager's the the sort of, you know, the common denominator to get rid of. So look, obviously this podcast, it was mainly dedicated for Chelsea, to be fair, because I I know that, you know, you, you had a lot to vent a lot to vent and most people down there you know in, in London where, where you're based it's uh, you know they're, they're mostly Arsenal fans you know probably, <laughs> probably side of London Tottenham well no sorry not Tottenham I didn't say that I didn't say no I'm sorry I'm sorry you're in control of editing just edit uh, it yeah. edit it out I can say whatever I want <laughs> no um, so look that's I feel like that that's probably the only solution right now. I, I just don't really see any other viable solutions with the current with the current setup that they, that he has. You know what I mean? At least yeah. if you're not going to get rid of of Potter, then bring a backroom staff in that's going to help him. Bring someone else in who has experience, like even as an assistant coach or something. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like just bring someone Honestly. in. Like the thing is, Frank Lampard's let go. For example, bring him in as your assistant coach. He's not going to have another job. Shit, he's going to be grateful to have that one. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> John Terry, John Terry's assistant coach. He seems to be doing well as well. Like, oh, sorry, youth coach. Isn't he, is he a youth coach, John uh, Terry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Youth coach. He seems to be doing well. And look, sometimes maybe you need to bring people out from that from that side because he knows he's Chelsea through and through. He knows exactly and what to demand yeah, from that team. Exactly. You know, and this is why we always favour managers who have who have been former players of a certain club. Doesn't matter what club it is, Solskjaer. I wanted him to do well because it's just that sort of, you know, that football fantasy, that lad fantasy where it's like, this guy was a player, he played, now he's a yeah, legend now as a manager. Yeah, I managing the club. I tell him it's the same. Like, you know, if he wins the league, for me, he'll forever be a legend for Arsenal because he was a player. He was a good player for us. He wasn't great. Let's be honest. He was yeah. a captain though, which, you know, it's has significance. If he wins the league, brilliant. He's won an FA Cup, then the league, hopefully... That's it. For me, he's already cemented his legend, legendary ship in uh, legendary status, yeah, obviously, agree, in, in, agree, in the Arsenal. In the Arsenal I think uh, that's what Chelsea were trying to hope with Frank Lampard. Yeah. Obviously, it just wasn't to be a bit too soon. Lampard didn't too really soon. learn well, under, you say, under the you say, sorry, himself. You say too soon, but Arteta only had three years of assistant coaching job, like experience, and then he took over Arsenal. The and that's only, a big The club. only favourite... No, no, I agree with you 100%. The only thing is where Arteta had the advantage is he was the assistant to arguably the best manager in Guardiola, yeah, you know, the a, fluidity in his in his tactics, his way of thinking, his way of negotiating, his way of communicating to the media, so he takes pressure off the players. You know what I mean? Like you could argue between him and Klopp at the minute as a modern day managers and the way the game is going, arguably the best. And you know, like for me, yeah, my dad wouldn't even want Zidane at this minute. I, I think we need like somebody with a. What we need, two things that I've realised for Chelsea, we need a leader, somebody to be a leader for Chelsea Football Club, but who is that person? Who are you going to bring in who's going to be a leader instantly? Very difficult to find. If it didn't, work, find, if it didn't work with you Frankie, say, then it's not going to work with anyone. No, I don't mean that. I mean a player on the pitch. You could say Declan Rice, and hear me out before you say, nah, but listen, the reason for Declan Rice is he supports the club. He will suffer if he's a fan like the most of these fans. He will suffer the same way. Like Wayne Rooney started supporting Man United. You saw the way Waza was playing for Man United. Yeah, yeah. Wholehearted in every match. Nothing nothing half-hearted, nothing... Yeah, different beast, exactly. That's the best way to put it down is different beast. And this is... Excuse me. This is the way it is when players support the club 
otherwise than just seeing it as a job or not liking the manager. Because even you can have disagreements with the manager, but at the end of the day, he's representing the 50, yeah. 40 million, t- trillion, however many fans there are across the globe that support that particular club, who are emotionally as invested as I am trillion, as, by as the way. somebody else. Definitely, like, definitely not trillion. It's, I guarantee you it's not trillion in a six million, six billion population, seven billion population, trillion. But you know what I mean in terms yeah, of, yeah, of, course, of millions, course. thousands and millions, however many people support Chelsea around the globe. You know, you're representing those guys, not the manager. No, for sure, for sure. Um, but but actually, do you leaders, know what? man, that's what we need. Leaders, leaders, leaders. And We've... I don't know if Joao Felix, by the way, this leads me on to Joao Felix. I don't know if he's the answer. It turns out there's been some confirmation by, again, Talkshite has been saying that Joao Felix might be joining Chelsea. Yeah. £10 million loan fee for six months, £8 million in wages. No buy clause, no buy uh no buyout clause or anything like that installed in his contract. So we just wait and see. But at the minute, is he the answer or is he just another Havertz? I don't know. I don't, I'll We've be honest with you. Havertz is my Joe Felix. But for, I don't for, either team, for either team, whether Chelsea or Arsenal, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to, to find out to see what, what he brings to the table. I don't know. I haven't watched enough of Joe Felix you know, to, to say that he's going to be good or bad. You know, I've, I've seen enough to make up my own mind where I just think he's a bit overhyped and you know his price tag is a bit ridiculous overhyped. I'll be honest with you massively I'll, I'll you overhyped that, but Benfica overhyped him with his price tag 140 it. something no, buyout clause screw Benfica it was Atletico who Atletico for pay did it, it, of course yeah, yeah. did it and they're the ones they're the ones who overinflated a, play, a player's price which whichever team is going to buy him or loan him or whatever they, you know they're going to have to pay through the nose just, just because Atletico can recoup some of the money but how is that Arsenal's problem? How is that Chelsea's problem? You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly, but look, exactly. if, no, 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 if Chelsea pay that sort of money, then brilliant. I hope it works out for you because otherwise it's just going to be a huge, Like I said to you, yeah, before we it went really live, is. like I said to you, it's, uh, if he comes and Chelsea make Champions League or, or whatever, 10 million, 20 million, laughing, worth it. Yeah? Laughing, worth laughing, every single penny. Exactly, worth every, every penny. penny. Yeah. And I'll even like give him a ribbon or something to say thanks yeah. for coming, pal. Enjoy Look, your trip. Back. It makes he makes more sense for Chelsea to be honest because you don't have that focal point. Or well, I mean, you've got Havertz in that. In that, you've got Havertz, but let's yeah, be realistic though. Is he going to be strong enough? Like you saw him at the World Cup. Is he going to? Kulubali's not strong enough. Kulubali's not strong enough to handle Thank defenders or, de- or midfielders. Jao Felix is going to get yeah exactly he's going to get bullied everywhere and this is why like even I know on the group they were saying oh Larry's not going to be happy with this. I'll be honest. I, do you know what? In a way, I, st- I kind of feel like it's a dull, uh, it's a bullet dodged. Like I don't, weirdly, because I never even you know I thought yeah it could be good, but then after I heard that, I thought oh that's actually even better news for Arsenal because maybe he's not the right guy for us. You know what I mean? I, I just don't see. Look, to it's, be honest, yeah, I personally sort of think money, he'd be better for you guys than he would be for us. So, with that sort of money to be on the bench, though, he's never going to sit on the bench. Jesus is going to come back, and that's going to be the main thing as well. Like you know, no, but he's not even as a main striker. He'll be an awful player if he's a main striker. If anything, I see Jean Felix as a ten. As an Odegaard, Jean Felix as a ten. Is he going to get in front of Odegaard having uh, the exp- no and sorry, the, the form of his life at the minute and being the captain? Yeah. And then at the, for Chelsea, do we need a number ten when we've got so many? Number 10 and wingers. Okay, albeit the majority are injured, but do we need another 10? What we need exactly. is a number nine. We need an Edin Dzeko. We need an Ivan Tony. We need these Olivier Giroud. We need some big old-school centre-half who's strong, yeah. big, hold the ball up, and keep the pressure. That's one thing that we struggled bring against Giroud City back. and against all the other teams. Is bring Giroud back. The ball goes up to... Bring who? So Giroud. Giroud yeah. All day, every day. All day, every day. 
I would have out of the players that I said, Ivan Tony would be my first choice, obviously due to his age and the yeah, Premier League yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and fitness and so on. No, no, Tony is the, Tony's the right one. Giroud yeah. would be my close second to any striker at the minute in the world. I wouldn't even have an Mbappe. I wouldn't have a Benzema. Benzema sorry, Benzema's contract's running out at the end of the uh, end of the summer, so that could be a Listen, nice little, I love uh, Benzema. I love Benzema. Years from Benzema. Fantastic. But at the minute, the way Chelsea are playing, I don't think Benzema would, would score goals in this Chelsea team. Chelsea needs somebody who's going to be good aerially and be able to hold the ball. I feel like I feel like with if Benzema join Chelsea as even on a two year two year sort of spell if you will I feel like he's got enough power behind him to actually you know get that team uh, up and running again like I'm not saying base all team around Benzema that's standard but no, no, he's, no, he that, he's the he's a five time winner man no no he's no a, he is, he is. I'm just saying like, I'm just saying you bring that mentality into the squad and then the rest of the squad's like oh that's he's, a very good point look at wait, Casemiro with Man United exactly look at that team now you got rid of one bad apple in, in Ronaldo right whether he was or not that's, that remains up for, for debate for other science fiction writers right <laughs> but you know you bring someone in like that brilliant uh, Arsenal brought Jesus and Zinchenko look at the whole team mentality just changed yeah 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 whether, straight away you're right wh- whether they had a direct impact or not we can't be measured but I can't help but feel like yes they did have a direct impact you know and that's what Chelsea no, need no, right no. now they need, the they need just they... someone to remind them as being champion and he's a leader and like again like yeah, you're right it. he could be a leader as, as you're yeah. talking I'm thinking and reflecting here as I said no he might not be you're right he could be and the Benzema's point that you made mind. is a great winner Champions League winner uh, fantastic Ballon d'Or winner sorry multiple exactly. Champions League winner Ballon exactly. d'Or winner La Liga winner Welcome, so he's, Welcome winner he's a breeded well. winner oh, no, he wasn't was he, was he I don't think he was part of the team no, he was part yeah. of the team French uh, okay. <laughs> French top scorer he's not Giroud is anyway he's a top player I can't think of any more Benzema, credit to give him but, you've said uh, enough about Benzema everyone yeah, exactly. knows Benzema Ballon d'Or winner and so on he kind of tops it majority but Absolutely. no for me he's a top baller but I just feel like in this Chelsea current team he could do well but one thing that I was hesitant for and just to elaborate on it, what I said no earlier was we're just not creating we are just not creating enough and he's not the type of player to get yeah, the ball and no take seven point. on no but you've got no focal point you don't no, know where you were aiming towards points, no, no, but even the thing we give them try to. So Kai Havertz was trying to play up top. He's not the, the guy ball for you. was that's never going. You no, know, no, I get that. But the ball's not going to him to even give him the chance. Like if he's not the guy, everybody at the club seems to think he's not the guy. But if he's playing up top, you have to trust him and be like, okay, you're the focal point in this eleven. Let's give you the ball. That, but then he's getting saying, rid- you, and you there's bring, no you bring, creativity whatsoever. You bring someone like field. Benzema in though, and then you know he's your focal point. You know that's what I'm saying. This goes back to that, the winning. I hear what you're saying, but it's unrealistic to have a Benzema. Todd Bowley would never because Benzema if he comes over he wants half a million a week at 33, 34 that he's on because obviously things he's achieved he'll never never come to Chelsea it'd be great to see but he wouldn't what's more realistic is like I mentioned to you Ivan Toney who do you call for me Ivan Toney there's other strikers out there you know Brentford are going to charge through the nose for that yeah of course they will because obviously Chelsea coming in as well and they're always going to charge more if it's Chelsea because if a Brighton came in they'll probably charge 35, 40 mil Chelsea come in we're not going to let him go under 65, 70 million no, oh, that's standard, isn't it? That's that, yeah. So, that's that's a good point as well. But now, listen. I was thinking. Uh, Actually, go on, before who, we go on. Who do we need? Is we need these players. So three things that have messed with Chelsea at the minute so far. We'll say and trying to avoid the manager at the minute, but just focus on this bit. I think is the ridiculous amount of spending. Yeah. The insane, insane amount of spending. And okay, he's building for the future, but we've turned into seem to be the new Nottingham Forest yeah. of just buying players left, right, yeah. and centre. Number two, uh, Aubameyang just seems so disinterested. He just seems like he doesn't care whatsoever. See you later. 
And number three, obviously joined with uh, and number three is the injury list. Yeah, the injury list is ridiculous. That's stupid as well. That's stupid. Um, Obviously, we discussed the the injury list uh, on the last part as well. Like it's almost eleven players starting eleven. So, I mean, those are those are three three worrying factors right now for the season because the season again we've just crossed the halfway point. So we've still got another half a season to go yet before it could get worse or better for Chelsea. And I don't know. I don't know. Again, these are uh, these are discussions that we're going to have in subsequent pods because that's what we do. Uh, but for, before we do go though, um, I do actually want to just say a quick thing that the Arsenal uh, the Arsenal lineup has been has been announced for tonight's game. So I'm just going to go through it real quick. No real surprises that he's changed the team. Um, he's got Turner in goal, Tommy Asu holding Gabriel and Tierney. Again, that absolutely no surprises, no surprises at all. Then he's got Elneny Lukonga again in the in that midfield role. No surprises. And then he's got Vieira instead of Odegaard, and then Saka, Martinelli, and Ketia. So. You kind of know that he's being serious, <laughs> so which is which is always yeah, good. We've got our own MSN. Yeah. We've got our own MSN, so that's good. MSN, love it, love it. But the thing is, what that shows to me is, I'm going to get the job done early and take these players off around the yes. 50th, 60th minute. If all goes well, that's I think obviously anyone, any manager in his position would want to make that. Because look, the thing is, we we know enough now that even these League One teams they can cause so much problems. Like Tottenham, they beat Tottenham, didn't they? Like two seasons ago, didn't they beat Chelsea yeah, or yeah. Oxford? Yeah, um, a while ago, I don't know. Uh, Bradford beat Chelsea Bradford, a while ago in the, in the FA Cup. So I'm saying, like you know, these teams can cause many problems, and if all goes well, then yeah, he can take those players off and rest them for the. Uh, you know, I think it's is it Spurs game. North London Derby coming yeah, up yeah. next so that's over the weekend that's on Sunday um, but yeah so yeah no real surprises for the team and I'm looking forward to it so we're going to wrap this up real quick because the match starts in 20 minutes and I want to go watch it yeah no, no, no but no in terms uh, of in terms of questions bear with me one second I, I, had, a, I had we had a, one of the listeners who asked us the questions regarding uh, obviously a Liverpool fan who said what kind of midfield do we feel Liverpool need ah yes um, I uh, mean Personally, I couldn't care less. Yeah, but we. Uh, <laughs> but as done, uh, to give you to give you my opinion on who I do I think Liverpool need is at the minute. Uh, it's difficult because obviously I've rarely been watching Liverpool, and I know what they need is a Jude Bellingham. The top, all the top teams need a Jude Bellingham, but yeah. that's an obvious. But because Jude Bellingham is in such high demand. And it's realistically, he probably go to Real Madrid rather than Liverpool. I hope he doesn't. Even if he doesn't come to Chelsea, I'd rather he went to Liverpool or a City, just yeah. so I can see I him in the Premier League. League. Yeah, I want to see him yeah, in the Premier League. Yeah, 100%. And uh, yeah, for me, for me, for me, for me, who do they need? Who do they need? I genuinely think the boy at Wolves would do a good job for them, Nunes. Now, I don't know how old he is. I don't know what Liverpool uh, strategy is in terms of who they're going to sign. I know they were linked with a young lad from Wolves. But what's his name? Nunes. I forget. Just Nunes. I don't know his first it's Matthew, name. It's Matthew Nunes, isn't it? I think it's Not Matthew. The, is it Matthew? the older man? I mean, the older Nunes. Of, of you mean the older Nunes? Oh, no, yeah. sorry. I was talking about the uh, the new one, Nunes. Yeah, the new one that they were linked with. But I forgot. Who's the old guy? The Nunes. The Portuguese. He's definitely Portuguese. Portuguese. Yeah, Portugal FC, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but he'll no. do a decent job. Alternatively, possibly somewhere abroad. Uh, Obviously, we all want him. Is the boy from Napoli? I forgot his name. The Georgian footballer. Yes, yeah, I can't pronounce Georgian. his name. I think it's Kravastovac or something. Kravastic yeah, something, something like that. that. I think he'd be fantastic for Liverpool yeah. as well. So, I mean, but he's he's more of a striker, though, isn't he? I thought he was a striker. He's kind of a right wing sort of thing. Yeah. But I've got no. 
But in terms of like their midfield has not really been performing, and obviously it's getting a bit on at now. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, they've got the, the question they've other got... than Jude Bellingham for me would be uh, Nunes from Wolves. It was kind of a realistic target, good player on the ball, decent shot from far away, yeah. playing that midfield. For me, I'd even play what's his name, uh, Thiago Nunes, and then uh, Fabinho. Fabinho, yeah, I mean, they've got a couple of players that really need to start uh, thinking about being replaced, like a Henderson's and the Fabinho's and stuff like that. But look, with Thiago there, I feel like an addition like a Jude Bellingham, because because there's no one really out there, like you said, in the market who who can be linked with Liverpool or who they desperately need. You know, they need someone like a Jude Bellingham because he's a world beater, he's a world changer, if you will, like a team changer. He's a baller. He's a baller, exactly. Um, but with Liverpool, I mean... And, and the, the other part of that question was, where do you think they're going to finish realistically? Where are Liverpool right now? Let me just have a quick look, so I don't like make make things. I think they're fifth. They're fifth. Um, and who's the next match? I think they're against? three points behind behind uh, three points ahead of Chelsea. Sorry, in tenth. So we go on uh, Saturday. Let's have a look. Uh, Liverpool play Brighton on Saturday. By the way. Yeah, and don't forget Brighton drew against them three three at Anfield, yeah. and that should be a way to Brighton. Sure, this is going to be this is going to be obviously the preview pod for Friday. So yeah, so Liverpool are actually sixth right now with the game in hand. So seventeen games altogether, twenty eight points. I'll be honest with you, uh, I think Liverpool will finish fourth. I think they'll finish fourth with or without a new midfielder. I think they're going to finish fourth. <laughs> I think yeah. Personally, I don't see. I, I'll be honest. As much well. as I'd like to see Newcastle up there, I just that part of me can't help but feel like Too you know it's Eddie, it's Eddie Howe. The players aren't exactly excellent, world class players. They've got a couple, yes. Do you know what I mean? And it's uh, decent, some decent. I wouldn't say world class, but they've got some decent players. Because for the definition for me, world class is kind of I put in the brackets of top the De Bruyne the Bruyne's yeah yeah the Bruyne's you know class, what I mean that class. kind of stuff like I wouldn't put like I genuinely don't think Chelsea have got any world class players I wouldn't think I don't think Arsenal have got any world class players if you're thinking of De Bruyne standard no, I even mean, Mohamed Salah is not world class at the minute he's a world class player but he's not yeah. performing at a world class level yeah. you know what I mean no, uh, to answer the question why do I think they finish I think they'll be fifth you know I think they'll miss out I think a Tottenham might take it I don't know why I feel like the Antonio Conte finds a way to get there I don't know yeah. another thing I'm not being superstitious or voodoo or anything in terms of that but Klopp's seventh season always seems to go bad there is something with this Liverpool team where players or sorry other teams are not afraid to play against them and Look, it, this team is leaking goals bearing in mind Van Dijk is missing for I don't know how long at the minute yeah for a while I'm sure the fans will tell us but look I saw the other night again Wolves in the FA Cup they should have gone out and it's can I just say by the way how ridiculous it is for VAR to say Oh, we didn't have a good clear view, so let's just go with the decision on the no, pitch. No, that's that's not excusable. That is that shambolic. Is yeah, that is shambolic. Um, look, it's yeah, it, it, it's shit that happens with big teams, right? And apparently, VAR is to blame, which is like how because you know, in terms of like we're blaming VAR, which rightly we should do because it's like, well, you've got the cameras to look at. This is the, your whole point of your existence. Um, so yeah, I think in terms of yeah, Liverpool, I'm going to go with fourth with or without a mid, uh, midfielder, new addition. Newcastle is going to drop out. And but look, the only reason I say that is because when you actually look at the goals conceded, 22, they are pretty much fourth for that type of stuff. Do you know what I mean? But then again, you have got Newcastle who conceded 11 goals. <laughs> you know what I mean? They've conceded 11 goals. So yeah, it's so kind of your argument. Yeah, I hear what you say. So you get my well, point. So go on then, very quickly then, because the listeners want to yeah. know as well. I think uh, who. As you just told me, Liverpool finished fourth. Who's your top four? Top four. First of one to four. I'm going to go with Arsenal, City, 
uh, I'm going to go with United and Liverpool. I think Tottenham and Newcastle are going to come out. I agree with you with the top three, but I think Spurs will take fourth. Yeah, I hope they don't. That's my only thing. That's my only thing. I couldn't care. To be honest, I'd rather have Newcastle in there than any of them. Yes, definitely, definitely. But um, again, maybe uh, a bit too soon. I don't know. I just don't know. Like maybe they're a bit ahead of where they need to be. Is going to come back? Is X coming back? Maybe he'll start banging a few goals in. He was awful against. uh, Awful. He wasn't great against Sheffield Wednesday. He was not great. But first, first game back from injury. Maybe I don't know what's going on. And the, it wasn't the best team for Newcastle neither because no, no, of Trippier you can tell Trippier's like though. a Reese James for Chelsea he, him for Newcastle is like Reese James for Chelsea he's so good at the ball he's so good going forward so good defensively he's missed automatically so yeah uh, <laughs> with him back we'll see how they get on this week but anyway sure. listen moving on have you got anything else to add my man or should um, we wrap it up for tonight no we should wrap it up for tonight I think we've gone on long enough we've definitely got another podcast to come out uh, during the week as well so Certainly. Thursday night we'll do another one yes Thursday night we'll get another preview pod going and see what's going on but uh, yeah I mean that I'm, I have nothing else to add for for the past few days of football so yeah thank you so much for listening mug being here. mug Thank you for being here. Sorry, um, hopefully by the time we come back, I can say that Arsenal won comfortably against Oxford and hopefully I'm not going to eat my own words. Hopefully got knocked out. Yeah, I'll probably eat my own words, but it's fine because I seem a lot like overconfident, but I don't mean nah, to with be. The, with the know? team that you've put out, with the team that you've put out, I can't, see, I can't see you guys getting knocked out. And unless, unless they get really physical. Ridiculous. Unless they go really physical. Well, they can get physical or you can just absolutely neglect the game. And if you've gone in there thinking oh, it's only Oxford and we can beat Oxford, then you deserve to lose. No, yeah, 100%. And I, I agree with you there. If that's the mentality we've gone in, then we deserve to lose every single game coming that's from it. now on because that is not the attitude. So, that's yeah, it. good. I'm done. Thank you so much for being here, guys. And uh, we will catch you on the next one. Bye-bye. Sweet, man. Good night. Good night.